Welcome back. We're here with another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Your host, Dustin Lunt here. And the other host, Jake Trowbridge here. How are you doing, sir? Just smashing. Smashing. I like it. I'm going to go British uh, tonight. I'm going to say smashing and brilliant uh, because I am knee-deep and a startup draft. <laughs> As am I. So it's lots of good times here. Tis are, the season. It is the season because it's been like a week without real football. You get that itch. Yeah. You got to itch it. The XFL is not cutting it for me in terms of my fantasy uh, addiction. And so we had to, we're, so we're both in startups, separate startups, but both Superflex, tight end premium, dynasty, big things. Yes. It's fun. It is a lot of fun so far. I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing because this is my yeah. first. Superflex tight end premium league, and it's a 14 team because I've typically just done 12 team. So this is totally different for me. Like I said, I feel like I am I'm swimming in the deep end without a lifeguard. <laughs> there's no adults around. Hopefully, there's no sharks around either. Uh, well, there could be some you sharks. Got some sharks in that league. There could be. Uh oh. So we'll see. It's it's fun though. That's all that matters. It's it, fun. It, at this time of the year, that is all that matters. Is it is it fantasy football? Yep. Is it fun? Yep. Great. Exactly. No other concerns right now. Mm-hmm. You can handle all the rest of it throughout the off season. That's right. With trades and waivers. And oh, all I that. fully expect once our draft is done, there'll be a plethora of trades going on. God, I hope. I hope. I immediately. do. So, all right. You want to get into it this week and talk about uh, do a little season recap? Yeah, yeah. One of four episodes it's dealing like four with uh, series. specific recaps of positions. So this week we're going to talk QBs. We are, because we mm-hmm. always start with QBs. Because let's face it, they're the top of the tier. They are. Top of that uh, pyramid. Make the most money. They do. They typically score the most points for you. They do. All these so, things are correct. So yes. I think we made the right call and start. Absolutely. But first things first, as always. Uh, what are we drinking this week, Jake? Something I, special. I am so excited for this. So <laughs> we were lucky enough uh, to get a contribution from an outside source here. First time on the podcast. Yes, we our, got beer mail. We got beer mail. Our friends over at Dynasty Rewind, uh, specifically Michael Bauer, sent us a nice little collection of items from uh, from PA. And so the first one out of the gate here, this is called Lion's Head Pilsner. All right. Uh, it's from the Lion Brewery. And it's my understanding that this is actually the beer that Dwight Schrute himself drinks from the office. So that alone It's a winner me, in my book. <laughs> that's right. It doesn't matter. I hope it tastes like beets, but I, I, I can't say for sure. Or maybe bears. <laughs> and probably a little like leftover note of Battlestar Galactica yes, on the end. Absolutely. Uh, so the beer is uh, crystal clear, nice uh, pale straw color. As you would expect from a Pilsner, it should be crystal clear. It does look a little bit like one of Dwight's mustard color shirts. Honestly, a little bit. If you squint just a little bit, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smell. Yeah. Smells like a Pilsner. Not a lot of hop character coming through the scent. Oh, that's good. That's a good. That's what you would expect from a Pilsner in my book. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just light. It's refreshing. Yeah, it's a, the exact opposite of a Dwight character, let's be honest. It it's is. not harsh. It's not abrasive. It doesn't yeah, smell like a, back sweat. Just a typical summer Pilsner. You want something easy drinking? I dig that. Way to go. I, and again, 
Thanks, just, Mike. This has a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. It sure does. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Mike, very kindly. I will be returning the favor very shortly. Yes, Send we are, some we are crafting beers. some Madison, mm-hmm. Wisconsin beers here mm-hmm. to uh, reciprocate the favor. So go listen to Dynasty Rewind if you have mm-hmm. not yet. And After our episode, preferably. Yeah, sure. I mean, don't stop it right now. Uh, or, or if you do, you come right back. But yes, check them out. And and uh, maybe even check them out in a couple episodes when they talk about our beers that we sent them. That's right. With any luck. Fingers crossed. That's All right. right. Do we want to keep this drinking fiasco going? And Absolutely. Talk about drunk, 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 hammer, drunk, 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 trade of the week. So this one comes from another Reddit submission, the Twazua Smokers Club. I'm sorry. What? I, that, Did you have a stroke in the middle of trying to say whatever that username was? Yes. Can you read it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, then. So, he writes for us. Last season, smoked the devil's cabbage and started spamming out trade offers in my Dynasty League. They were legit offers except one. I accidentally offered Hopkins for carry-on straight up. <sighs> Didn't realize it until the next day after the offer was accepted and the chat was going nuts. I stuck to it, though, since it was my fault for sending such a dumb trade. I would have easily won that season, too. I think I ended up second place behind the guy I traded to. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. That hurts so bad. There are so so many levels of awful in this trade. This is inception. This is bad inside of bad inside of more bad. And and it sounds like you didn't wake up out of it on the right end. Um, Boy. First of all, love the use of Devil's Cabbage. Yes. Uh, that's fantastic. And I also like that he, in the midst of this, was just spamming out offers. Now, he claims that they're all legit offers. I'd be very curious to see what those other offers are because I suspect... That's a fair point. I suspect that maybe there were some strange ones in the bunch if, if this one snuck through. Uh, yeah, Hopkins for carry on straight up, boy. Even after a, a we call, quote-unquote, down season from DeAndre Hopkins, that's bad. That's well, and Carrion got hurt, so he yeah, like was halfway really season, not maybe. usable. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> That's rough. Oh, uh, hopefully, but hey, the fact that you finished second. Absolutely. And the fact that you stuck to it and didn't make a big deal out of it mm-hmm. and, and try to be like, no, no, I didn't mean to do that, and try to backpedal on it. That's right. You know, you were a stand-up guy about you it. You have integrity. That's right. And I appreciate that mm-hmm. about you. So mm-hmm. you are first place in my book. In my heart. Yep. Right here. Yep. But I mean, second place in the actual standings, which is probably more important. Yeah. But no, seriously, kudos to you for, for not trying to back out of that. Yep. And just word to the wise, don't have the devil's cabbage and then send out trade offers. Well, or, or if you do, just handle your high better That's and send right. out better <laughs> trades. You better off. You should just shut the computer off That's right. and then turn on like Dumb and Dumber yeah, and just super and just and, yeah, and just enjoy the ride. Lean into it, man. That's right. Um, but yeah, don't lean into your league. Uh, speaking of not backing out <laughs> of no. poor decisions, let's nope. talk about our newest beer bet that is on the books now. This obviously happened off air, uh, and as not you have fantasy not heard football about. related. It's not fantasy football related, but I have had a plethora of witnesses around. There were many witnesses. This was a beer bet uh, officially called by name. 
All right, so we were at a friend's birthday party. There was some 90s music on in the background. And uh, the question revolved around a train song. And I specified there is only one good train song. And that good train song is Meet Virginia, which we were listening to. However, my co-host did not believe that the song we were listening to was Meet Virginia. Well, can I say something here? I mean, I guess. All train songs sound the same. So how was I supposed to know it was Meet Virginia? They all sound exactly the same. No, this is the one that sounds good. This <laughs> that, is the only no, one that sounds good. they all sound the same. <laughs> now, to be fair, it does say Meet Virginia in the song, but it's not in the chorus. That's point one. And point two, at the point that we made the bet, it was actually towards the tail end of the song. Where and they point don't three, say it was Virginia. very quiet. Uh, the music was pretty low. I guess. Not that I'm making excuses for my bad take. It kind of sounds like you are. And, and to be fair, we were a few beers deep into the evening as well. Obviously. So maybe my Obviously. faculties weren't quite with it. Mine were. I rose above them. <laughs> to call out Meet Virginia, the one good train song, and we marked it as a beer bet on the books. Uh, yes, I will honor said beer bet, obviously. I appreciate that. And I that's that, is that just because Tawoza Smokers Club uh, had honored his before? Oh, no. no. You'd have done that without I'm that I'm a man preamble. of my word. I believe that. I believe that's true about you, in fact. So um, we will not be paying this out tonight because I am a gentleman. And just rubbing it in this way, I think, is enough for right now. It'll come later. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the recoupment will come later. Um, all right. But with that... Let's talk some QBs. Yeah, we'll get into the the meat of the episode here. We'll talk QBs. We'll start off with going through the top 12, kind of what we think is going to happen next year with these quarterbacks. And then outside of the top 12, maybe touch on some other notable quarterbacks, statistics that we want to talk about. Some interesting things to keep an eye on. just kind of what are we going to do looking forward to next year? That's right. A look back with a look forward. That's how we do that. Efficient. So, number one QB on the season was Lamar Jackson. As if you didn't know. Yes. Uh, If you had him, most likely you won your championship because he was not only a quarterback, he was also a running back one on the season, which is bonkers. I just don't even understand. Yeah. So, 67% of the time he had a top five finish and 93% of the time was in the top 12. 67% of the time, he's the best all the time. That's right. That holds up. But I mean, we're going to talk about everybody's top five finishes in this top 12, but just that number, 93% of the time he was a top 12, that meant one week mm-hmm. he was not a top 12 QB option. And that was probably the week he didn't start, uh, week 17. Oh, never mind. I I, I heard what I said, and that was Did wrong. You, okay. All right. Okay. Good. <laughs> We've established. But, yes, he did sit a week. Yes. Uh, but that doesn't count in what we're looking at here. Yes. So. This was of the games that he played, he had yes. 93% of the time a top uh, 12 finish. Correct. Um, but regardless, a wildly impressive number. I mean, it just blew the rest of the pack away. Next what? highest is 77%. Yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy. Craziness. No, it's crazy. The question, obviously, is it sustainable moving forward? I think to a certain degree, yes. There is going to be... to this degree. There's going to be regression. We saw it last year with Patrick Mahomes. He had just the unbelievable of all unbelievable seasons mm-hmm. until this one. And then, That's right. And then he regressed. He came back towards, towards the mean a little bit. He had 50 touchdowns last year. What was he at? Like 30... 
33 this year or somewhere right around there like he regressed still had a phenomenal season statistically yes and obviously he missed uh, a little bit of time there missed a game and a half roughly so there was that but even without that he still regressed a little bit yes and that's and that's not to say that he was anywhere approaching bad or even mediocre he was incredible Mm -hmm. when when you played him he was still remarkable but he wasn't as remarkable as last year and so to your point yeah lamar's gonna be remarkable again next year Mm -hmm. no doubt about it he deserves to be taken as the quarterback one uh unless you want to take mahomes ahead of him which i completely understand but he's gonna be bonkers again right unless he gets hurt maybe are you worried at all about his injury concerns with Um, that style or no slightly more slightly more than the average quarterback however the league is obviously changing into the more mobile quarterback league so offenses are being better about scheming for their quarterbacks and getting them in space and uh, the quarterbacks are just smarter now about not taking the big hits Mm -hmm. lamar ran a ton but you didn't see him taking those big hits a la Cam Newton, you know, oh, RG3 God. back in the day. I Vic. feel like he started off the season doing that a little bit more and kind of toned it down towards the end. Maybe he just got, I mean, that just comes with playing and mm-hmm. getting a little wiser as you go through too. But yeah, nothing like Cam. Like you remember the Cam, he'd do that John Elway move where he'd just dive in the mm-hmm. air and then get smacked from all ends and just looked awful. Yeah, so... Is it, I feel like there is that greater chance of injury, but I'm not going to go into the season and expect it, obviously. Are you calling for another 1,000-yard rushing season from Lamar Jackson? Oh, that's going to be tough. I think he could do it. 1,200 this year. I think he can. I probably won't project that when I'm working on my uh, stats for this upcoming season. Fair. He'll probably be close to that, right around the 1,000 yards. Wow. But I, 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 I don't know. that. He had a very special year this year. Absolutely. So I think everything's going to regress back a little bit uh, from what it was this year. Fair, fair. Number two on this list is a little surprising to me, actually. And I came in, let me give myself a quick pat on the back, really doubting this guy. Uh, He's finished as a top 10 option ever since he's been in the league. This is now the fourth year in a row that he's done that. But came in at quarterback two, Dak Prescott. Shit, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, continually just underrated. So underrated. I, this is just not even fair. And with with the roster changes that are potentially upcoming and his contract situation and all of that, I think he's going to get underrated again next year. Probably. You know? It, it'll be interesting to see what happens, like you said, with, with his contract situation because he's not under contract right now. Sounds like he's going to be playing hardball mm-hmm. and maybe forcing the Cowboys to franchise tag him. Right. Is he going to show up for offseason workouts then because he doesn't have to show up until he signs the the tag? So he could hold he could hold out the the entire offseason and just show up for regular season week one. New coaching staff. We don't know what that offense is going to look like. I know that the uh, offensive coordinator is the same. As last year, so there might be yes. a little bit of continuity from from last season. But Kellen Moore will still be there to hold down that. But McCarthy uh, is bringing in his his offensive scheme. So what's going to happen there? Is Amari going to be back? He's free agent as well, right? Randall is Randall Cobb going? Yes, to be which back. he was a very solid 
third option for the team. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're going to do with the uh, tight end. Jason Wooden, yeah, yep, finally he's, moving he's on. So there, there's a lot of questions on the offense right now. Yeah. So, but if, if I'm drafting today, I'm still looking at Dak Prescott as a, as a guaranteed top 10 option. Absolutely. Me. With all these, obviously, with just barring a complete holdout mm-hmm. for the year, which I just don't think would be uh, feasible at this point. Even... Yes, I know he's not a running back, but he's seen how running back holdouts have worked out. Mm-hmm. Though, to be fair, he saw how Zeke's situation worked out in Zeke's favor Very true. with Jerry Jones. So there's a good chance that he could play that chicken a little bit, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, 33% top five finishes, 60% top 12 finishes. You weren't disappointed if you had Dak on your team. Not at all. I think, for, especially from where he was being drafted, he was very late round outside of the top 12. In most leagues, I would I would think yeah. uh, drafted as a quarterback. So you got him very late, and the return on that was amazing. Same as Lamar, because he went very late in drafts. That's right. And the return is you, you can't fault it one bit. <laughs> These guys are all proving the point that mm-hmm. late round QB strategy it does work. It does work. Obviously, you have to hit on a guy, <laughs> but uh, but they're there to be had. And yeah. it seems like every year that there is the Lamar or the Patrick Mahomes that comes out of nowhere and has an amazing season. You just need to be able to parse out who that's going to be. And just FYI, Lamar was taking quarterback 14. Dak was taking quarterback 17, according to Fantasy Pros, uh, pre-2019 ADP. So, absurd. absurd. Neither of those guys fall close to that this year. No, not at all. So number three is Russell Wilson. Mr. Wilson. Mr. Talent. Talent himself. God, and he just keeps proving that that is, in fact, correct. <laughs> yes. It makes it harder and harder to make fun of it, in fact. I, I'm still going to do it, but it is a little trickier. Um, but, but here's the thing about Russell, is his road was a little rockier to get to number three because mm-hmm. he did have those really those drop-off games. He did. He he had some, some bomb weeks, but he also obviously had very good weeks. But that's more... Uh, that's his team situation. That's mm-hmm. the Seahawks. That's the run-first mentality. That's not unleashing your uber-high-paid quarterback, mm-hmm. which is stupid. I concur. <laughs> but, okay, can I just say, I, I'm looking at Russell Wilson on Pro Football Reference right now, and his nickname is The Asterisk. Can I ask, do you know what that is? No, I thought his nickname was Talent. I th- <laughs> Mr. Talent to you. But, yeah, it's it's called the – his nickname is the Asterisk, and I want so much to know what that's about. Um, but I also kind of don't because I feel like it could be something moderately sexual. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And if just – for a more of a side here, since we're already off the rails before we get back on. No, no, no. We're just at a tiny little pit stop. If we just got- <laughs> slowed down a bit. We're going to pick up scene. If, 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 if you guys are wondering why we refer to Russell Wilson as the talent, uh-huh. I'll try to find it after after the episode's done here, mm-hmm. and I will post a link to it. But Can you post it in conjunction with the the episode on the on the Twitter? I will try to. Okay. Either that'll be a separate post. But Russell Wilson was in a State Farm commercial probably about six years ago or so, seven years ago. It still feels fresh, but it's probably been that amount of time. But the question he asks, it's a very serious commercial, and he's like, what is talent? Yeah. It's, it's like, like those Matthew McConaughey uh, Lincoln commercials, mm-hmm. you know, where he's really deep in thought and it's very super uh, noir looking. Mm-hmm. It's dark. And it's for, like that. And for whatever reason, Jake 
hates this commercial with a passion. So I like to bring up the talent anytime I can with Russell Wilson. Okay, can I just add one more digression on top of your digression that was already on top of my digression? Just complete this uh, uh, totem here. Uh, The reason I hated Russell Wilson at this time is because that was around the time of the Fail Mary. And he never, never said, uh, basically gave those temporary refs the little, hey, thanks, man. It was all, nope, that happened. That was for us. I did that. Uh, And I always took issue with that. Sir, you can you can have the touchdown, all right? You can have the win, but you own up to it. You will not own up to how you got there, Russell. Talent. All right. Anyways. So back to our back to our in-depth analysis back here, to Russell. Reality. What do you think next year for Russell? I don't. I won't discount him because, like Dak, but on a longer pace, he's been a top twelve option every single year. Mm-hmm. Every single year since his rookie year. Um, and so you don't doubt that. And he's done it in spite of the system that he's in. Right. He's had questionable up to this year. I mean, he's had a couple of years with some questionable wide receivers. Yep. The issues with Baldwin not being right. healthy. Lockett. Kind of in and out. You didn't know if he was going to produce consistently. Right. Going into this year with DK Metcalf, you didn't know what was going to happen there. Mm-hmm. He was a pleasant surprise. Tight end situation is still kind of in flux, too. Oh, they've now. got all the tight ends there. They, they do, They've but none Hollister. of them are consistent. None of them are constantly on the field. They could be. Next year, it's going to be all two tight end sets because they're both going to be healthy. <laughs> all right. You you heard it. You heard it here first. They're both playing all 16, according to Dustin. That's right. Um, but, no, I, I think he will still be great. He will. And because he does have the scrambling, rushing ability. Mm-hmm. His touchdown numbers are always stupid high for what that offense is. He's just very efficient. Yeah, very efficient. With that, um, you're going to have to choke down probably some of that roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. It'll be like Jameis a little bit, just in the ups and downs, except it won't be quite as excruciating to watch. The one thing that I've noticed over the last couple of years is that he's not getting as, as much rushing yards as he did early in his career. True. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, the one thing I would like to see is just let him open up that offense and just really go for it instead of being a more conservative offense. I mean, they paid him all this money. Yeah. Just let him go out and do his thing because he can obviously do it. You can. God damn it, Pete. Just let him. Mm-hmm. Just let him. But, but yeah, he'll be easily top 10 next year. I would be shocked if he wasn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, also, a lock for the top 10 barring injury to Sean mm-hmm. Watson. Um, the guy at number four this year, he had seven top five finishes, um, which is the second highest of this group here, and 10 top 12 finishes. Uh, really high marks there, and a mm-hmm. lot of that does have to do with his rushing. His rushing does not look quite as pretty as Lamar Jackson's, does not look as untouched when he's on the field. He takes those hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, that offensive line situation is closer to what Russell Wilson's been dealing with. Uh, I don't know how he gets the numbers he does looking at what his group is around him. It's kind of nuts. It, well, he's got Hopkins. Yeah, that's Will Fuller, great. <laughs> if, if he stays healthy, he's, he he's he's really good. I know he doesn't. He won't. He can't. Still, it's a, it's in if his he stays healthy. Well, I think they'll add guys there. I think at this point you have to be looking to replace a guy like Will Fuller in that team because he can't stay healthy. And now it's getting to that point where it's ridiculous. He's going to be going into his fifth year this next year. 
Sure, and I'm not saying that you that they're going to drop him or right, trade him necessarily, right. but I think they are going to add extra talent at the wide receiver position. I don't know. I don't. I don't recall from our uh, discussion last week with contracts and, and cap space. But um, I don't think they have a ton of cap space. They're, I think they're somewhere in the middle. And they don't have any draft picks. So it'll be really curious to see how they They'll add cut some to their weight. team. They'll cut some dead weight. Now, I don't know if Stills hangs around, mm-hmm. um, if, if that's a situation worth monitoring or not. Probably not, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's possible. Uh, now, I'm looking at their cap space. They do have a lot of cap room okay. to work with. They have 56 mil. Okay, I was they are top there. 10 in that range, so they can add some high-profile free agents. Um, I don't know if they will. I don't know if they're going to be in the market for an Amari Cooper. Could you imagine that team with Amari Cooper and Sean, uh, Sean Watson? DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, it would be amazing, but... <sighs> I don't know. Who knows? In any case, I don't know. I am worried about injury with him. I don't know how he's not gotten injured more. Well, he's a big dude. I mean, he's not like Russell Wilson. Like, Deshaun Watson's a, a big guy. He's, yeah, but look he's at built. those hits. I know. Look at those hits. He's a man. He is a man. I I would bow away from him if I ran into <laughs> him in, 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 like, a bad mood. You know, if he just wasn't having it that day, I would back away slowly because that guy can take some damage. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the man, the myth, the Jameis. Yes, Jameis comes in at number five. Uh, five top five finishes on the year and nine top 12 finishes. So didn't feel that way. It did not feel that way at all. Uh, the first in the exclusive 30 and 30 club. <laughs> oh, it's so the, the biggest, member. the greatest honor in the world. Is it? Maybe for him. Is I don't know. he going to have an ESPN 30 for 30 about his 30 for 30 season? Well, I think you have to. Yeah. I, I, it, it's, Be foolish. It, it's written itself at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need to hire writers. No. This is easy as it gets. This is free money, ESPN. Uh, but the, the 30 for 30, has it led him, A, to a spot back with the Bucks, or a spot back with any contending team? As we talked about last week, I think he will return to the Bucks on probably a short-term prove-it deal, whether it's a year or two years. He'll be back with the Bucks. That system is set up so perfectly with him. Arians loves quarterbacks that'll throw the ball. They want it. he wants them to throw the ball. Did you hear Philip Rivers is interested in going there, and they're interested in having Philip Rivers now? Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll see. Rivers can be the Fitz magic that they had the year prior, where he just comes mm-hmm. in and subs out about halfway through a game. Oh, that would work. And then they do that tandem back and forth. I mean, they both basically throw the same amount of interceptions this year. so And they'd both finish as top 12 quarterbacks by the end of the season, just doing Correct. that. If they each just played a half every game. But what's not to like about the offense, though? you got Godwin. You've got Evans. You don't have a running situation. You, you don't. You don't have an offensive line. No. But you don't have a defense, which is great for fantasy. fantasy. Exactly. So, yeah, I think it kind of washes out. I think Jameis, will, he'll be in that 10 to 12 range this next year. Depending on what people they, being nervous. Depending on what they do you know, here in free agency in the draft. Mm-hmm. If they really, like you said, bolster up their uh, running back situation and they bolster up their offensive line, maybe I'd bump them up a little bit. Um but it's it's hard just like I said with Evans and 
and Godwin to knock him out of that top 12. Right. They're going to make up for a mm-hmm. lot. Uh, and if they can ever get around to using those tight ends, they'll be bumped up mm-hmm. even more. But Jameis Winston, another late round uh, winner for your league. If you took him, he's, mm-hmm. again, according to Fantasy Pros, pre-2019 ADP, he was going as quarterback 15. I know in a lot of my drafts, he was going lower than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something to be said for that. All right, number six, Josh Allen. Joshua. Now, this was surprising when I was going through and looking at his finishes. Yeah. He only had one top five finish and only seven top 12 finishes. Uh, One of the worst in the top 12 this year. It means about 50% of the time he fell out of the top 12 and Mm -hmm. somehow finished as QB6. That's right. So his big games were big. His big games were big. And he really helped himself on the ground this year. He had nine rushing touchdowns. Unsustainable. I'm saying that right now. And and this is a little, another little pat on the back, but I came into the season with mm-hmm. a bold prediction saying that him and Lamar Jackson, you know, are going to tandem for all these yards and all these touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I did believe that. But I do think that they're going to start looking at Josh Allen. They're not going to force him to be a pocket passer. But, dear God, you have to let him throw the ball a little more than he did this year. Yes. Yeah, and uh, we have Singletary there in the backfield. I feel like he's really showed himself at the end of the season. I think they're going to trust him more this year. I'm assuming Frank Gore is gone. Yeah. <laughs> so so Singletary yeah. should get the bulk of the carries. They'll probably bring in another um, you know, second, third day running back. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they they bring in a quality wide receiver. Maybe they draft one fairly high yeah. that can stretch the field and you know will allow Josh Allen to throw the ball deep and can actually go up and grab those wild balls. Wild has, balls has, has uh, that wingspan for him to help his completion percentage. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't have some short armed uh, guy running routes no. for Josh Allen. That just doesn't work very well. No, that's well. Cole Beasley. He's already there. That is Cole <laughs> Beasley. So what do we think? John Brown, I'd heard people really wanting Robbie Anderson to be traded to the Bills, which I think would be very hard to do interdivision like that. I just don't see that really mm-hmm. happening. If it did, that's exactly what Josh Allen needs, right. and that would crush. That would but if be you great. could get a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if they draft someone, maybe second round get one of the higher end wide receivers i think that could work and it would be really good for him Absolutely. again he'll finish in the top 12 he should barring in you know injury this year yeah because he's got that safe rushing floor and he's got that cannon of an arm to be able to throw those touchdowns in his sophomore year i think he made enough improvements mm-hmm. that you can expect this not to be an outlier right I, the one thing that does concern me though is that buffalo's offense is more run oriented offense so, I don't know if that's necessarily by design all the time, though. Um, well, I mean, obviously, they design a certain number mm-hmm. of run plays. But I just mean, well, one, Josh Allen's rushing stats pad that and make it look a little worse than it is. Mm-hmm. But they do still pass more than they run. It's not quite as bad as Seattle, I don't no. think. Where that's but like it just, it's, a, it's a small concern. It yeah. kind of caps his upside. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're looking at him to get, you know, 4,000 passing yards no. anytime soon. But, again, that, that 10 to 12 kind of lower end QB1 range. 
10 to 12. Can I just say, because uh, our listeners didn't get to see what you just did, but there is a little bit of, of uh, uh, kind of like a dangle, like almost a, a cup, a cupping, if you will. Or is it, I guess it wasn't turned quite so it was no. a cupping, but it was kind of like a vertical cupping. Yeah. I just want to say, as you did the 10 to 12. And yes. that's how, in my head now, I'll never hear 10 to 12 without seeing that without cupping. Without cupping? Yes. And I am just sad that our <laughs> listeners don't get that same image and grace. Someday when we get our uh, video up and running here and stream the podcast, Once we'll be able to see these great things. We need we our do. technology to catch up with your mannerisms. That's, that's right. what we need. God damn it. All right. Uh, Number seven. Didn't think we'd, at the beginning of the year, get this far into the list without mentioning his name. I know. But Patrick Mahomes finally cracking mm-hmm. that top 12 list. Wow. Uh, six top 12, uh, it's five, excuse me, six top five finishes, 10 top 12 finishes. Um, about what you expect yeah, he, for that. He definitely regressed in the touchdowns. He only had 26 as I pulled up his stats this year. So definitely regressed in the touchdown column. Like we said, though, he missed game and a half or so. Probably would have had another five touchdowns in that game and a half. Well, and you got to <laughs> figure he was rushed back a little bit. Right, so he um, was he was hobbled a little bit yeah. uh, after that, definitely. But, I mean, how can you not take him as the number one quarterback overall? Well, if offense. you want to take Lamar Jackson number one overall, True. that's basically your dividing line there. True. Are are you buying in more for the pocket passer, traditional pocket passer type quarterback, or do you want the new age running style quarterback? That's your question. What are you more comfortable with? And which offense are you buying into more? Right. And do you buy into the Super Bowl hangover at all? Um, typically, that's more for the losing team. True. Uh, based on the data, but. You gotta I, wonder. I don't buy into the Super Bowl hangover. No, no. I mean, their offense is so good, mm-hmm. and there's not much that's going to change, aside from maybe Sammy Watkins. Yeah, they're going to get a better retiring. wide receiver. <laughs> so uh, Robinson, Demarcus Robinson, then will actually play more. McCall Hardman will play more. Or they draft another speedster, maybe because that's all they want on that offense. So get I a just, better. I mean, the, the, their offense is is solid. For sure. I mean, the coaching staff is is staying the same. I don't see much changing on the offense. I think in a weird way, Patrick Mahomes has a lower or a higher floor next year than Lamar Miller. Not Lamar Miller. Actually, that's true, though, too. That is true. To be fair, that is true. That is technically correct. (laughs) But he also has a higher floor than Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. And I, I know with the rushing numbers that that would seem to indicate Lamar has the higher floor out of the two, but it is that offense. Like I just trust Kansas City's offense so much more to remain at that consistent level. I, I can see Patrick Mahomes being in back up to like close to like the mid thirties in touchdowns next year. I could see him cracking forty. Honestly, like I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah. Where do you see Lamar getting seven, eight, nine touchdowns rushing? I mean, because that's really where he bolstered his stats last year. Yeah, and there was a lot of – I noticed as I was going through watching some of these games is so many of his passing touchdowns came off of defensive interceptions that got him right there. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to throw. And his yardage marks bear that out. He had 36 passing touchdowns. I know this is Mahomes that we're really talking about, but I want to bring this up because Lamar Jackson had 36 passing touchdowns, just over 3,000 yards. Patrick Mahomes – Threw for over 4,000 yards and 26 touchdowns. 
mm-hmm. one of those things is going to regress yes. higher. <laughs> one yes. of those is going to regress lower. Um, so, yeah, I would, to your point, I think Mahomes should be the number one pick. Yes. Good. I'm glad we're in agreement there. Woo. All right. Number eight is Kyler Murray, rookie this year. I think he's going to be the this next season's Lamar Miller, all the hype. People are going to be drafting him way early, thinking he's going to take that second-year leap like Lamar did. You think? It's similar mold where he can throw the ball and he can run it. Mm-hmm. People are excited about this high-powered you know, offense that's going to mature in its second year and... They did I, I have think a he's lot of gonna, fresh faces. Yeah, there. I think he is going to be overdrafted this next year. Uh, but as a rookie, had a very good season. You know, came in number eight gotcha. on the season. Only two top five finishes, seven top twelve finishes. So he's a little up and down. This was a lot higher than I thought he would finish. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I thought yeah. it'd be tough for him to crack the top mm-hmm. twelve. So did I. Uh, rookie in that kind. I know it's an air raid system, but it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I don't think that. That offense looked the way that people thought that offense was going to look. No, I mean, in to be year. fair, there was there was injuries on that offense. David Johnson was injured for a good portion of the season, mm-hmm. and when he was healthy, he was ineffective. Christian yes. Kirk was injured. Yet Hakeem Butler went on IR right away. So there there wasn't a lot of options there in the offense. You have Larry Fitzgerald, but he's not what he once was. So we don't know. Right. You, we don't know that we've seen what it's this just offense who's gonna could step be. Up. Yeah, which of those guy, which of those super young guys, super young receivers that they have? Christian Kirk was only in his second year last year with them. Basically, everybody else not named Larry Fitzgerald was a rookie mm-hmm. on that team, um, and so yeah, obviously you expect those guys to take a step up um, with Kenyon Drake there. Mm-hmm. I actually like. Kyler Murray a lot more with him there knowing that the run game is in good hands which seems weird because yeah obviously you would have thought they were in good hands with David Johnson which to be fair they were until he got hurt he was doing well but I I like Kyler Murray's prospects a lot more than I like some of these other guys Mm -hmm. like the receiving core um, I think that is the one that has the biggest room for improvement. Absolutely. So, yeah, honestly. They're I, another team that needs to invest in their offensive line so heavily. Mm-hmm. And it would probably be nice if they had a semi-reliable tight end there, someone that right. could catch some some of those intermediate, short to intermediate passes. Why don't more Why don't more teams invest in the offensive line? I don't is know. Is what Andrew Luck is asking you right now. Yeah, no why kidding. don't more teams do you, do you not heed his words? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. All right. All right, moving on. Getting heated over here. Aaron Rodgers comes in at number nine. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> it sure didn't feel like it watching him this no. season that he, he finished that way uh, as I watched every single game of his this year. That's right. He had four. We grinded all the tape, as yes. the kids say, for he those games. Four top five finishes and five top 12 finishes. So what that tells me is he was either really good or he was not good. Yeah, or he tanked your team. Um, it, it's so... Talk about a boomer bust quarterback. Yes. That was him this year. I would love to chalk this up to new offensive scheme this year. 
and I do a little bit. There's a little bit of that because you did see flashes where they were super efficient mm-hmm. and 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 moved the ball well, sustained good drives, but then all of a sudden the wheels would fall off and they couldn't do a damn thing. And they have really good players on their offense. They got Devontae Adams. You got Aaron Jones. Their core positions have a, yes. a stud apiece mm-hmm. outside of tight end, which was a disappointment. Let down, obviously, this year. They've got a solid offensive line, as we were just talking about offensive line. That's right. They do have that going for them. They need pass catchers in the worst yes, way that are not really Devontae or Aaron Jones. Uh, or even Jamal Williams, who mm-hmm. is a better pass catcher than the majority of the wide receivers mm-hmm. on that team. Um, I do put a little bit of this on the first-year thing. Even though, yes, Aaron is an established veteran, mm-hmm. should be able to come in and whip that offense into shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still takes time for every player. It does. No matter how much talent they have. You hear that, Russell? I would expect Aaron to be in the top 10 quarterbacks this next year. Sure. Sure. But I, I don't know if we're ever going to see the top three finish for him anymore. I think that's pretty well done. I think well those done. days are pretty well past us. Yeah, and, and I think anybody drafting him in the first, you know, six rounds of a one QB league mm-hmm. is just sorely. Yeah, uh, you're going yeah. off a of name recognition. For sure, for sure. I mean, it'd be no different um, at this point than taking um, Tom Brady. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I think he's still above there. No, he is, but it's that same type of... Mm-hmm. He yeah. doesn't have the upside that these other guys right. do, that these exactly. young Russian quarterbacks yes. have. For exactly. Sure. For sure. All right, number 10 was Carson Wentz. Again, he had kind of an outlier season this year. Uh, only one top five finish yeah. and eight top 12 finishes, which considering his wide receiving core is kind of remarkable. It really uh, is. He had a surprisingly good season, all things considered. He threw for over 4,000 yards. He had 27 touchdowns. That was nice. Really? Seven interceptions. It's not like he inter- turned over the ball a ton. So, I mean, he had a pretty good season, all things considered. But you have to wonder, like, if he had some wide receivers that could actually catch the ball, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how better of a season could he have had? Are you saying that pterodactyl arms Nelson Aguilar is not the answer for him? No. Okay. I don't think he's. I want that on record. <laughs> no, he's he's not. And obviously, Deshaun Jackson getting hurt the mm-hmm. first or second yeah, game. Yeah, because really that was that, off. that looked like that was going to be a magical piece to their offense, having that that burner. Yep. So. We'll see what happens this offseason. Yeah, I think similar um, to Kyler Murray, this is the offense where right underneath that has the biggest room for growth and improvement because Alshon can only do so much mm-hmm. himself. Uh, the tight ends, it's great to have those guys there. Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard are just big boosts for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um but <laughs> you still need, need more than that. Yeah, you do need more than that. You need a field stretcher. Mm-hmm. Yep. Otherwise, the defense is just going to be right in that box there, and you're not going to be able to hit your tight ends like you want to. That's right. No matter how many you throw out there. That's right. All right? Don't mm-hmm. get don't get cute. Don't start putting out those four tight end sets, Yep, Philly. All right, number 11, we've got Matt Ryan. He is following his pattern of top three year to top 10 to 12 year. Uh, so this was the down year. So next year. You Fire can pretty up. much put it in the bank right now. He's going to be top three uh, quarterback. QB3 next year. You That's heard right. It. 
Uh, only <laughs> two top 12 finishes, seven top 12 finishes. Two top fives. Yes, seven top 12s. What did I say? You said you said two top 12s, and then you doubled down, and you said seven top 12s. Uh, that will happen. Uh, he did miss a little bit of time with injury. So, sure. So that might... Um, contribute a little bit to his down season. I kind of forget about that, honestly. I don't know why I sounded Canadian when I just said that either, but I do kind of forget that that happened. Yeah, and I I feel like you know they didn't really have much of a running game. Freeman was injured, and they didn't really have much else behind him. That's right. Uh, they traded Sanu in the middle of the season, which threw off the whole dynamics of the offense, having that you know steady third guy, because Sanu was producing fairly well. He was. I feel like Falcons. Russell Gage stepped in there and did okay. A probably bit, but it's not quite the same. Yeah, probably some adjustments. I mean, Sanu had been there for a number of years, so you lose that familiarity. And you lose that backup quarterback with those trick plays. Mm-hmm. Sanu used to be the guy. He'd throw, like, four passes a year. Yeah, he was good for at least one passing really touchdown. Offset all the numbers. But, no, Matt Ryan is going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. He's still a youngish yeah, guy. He's 33. 34, I believe, this year. Um, for a quarterback that's still right in the wheelhouse of being productive, mm-hmm. especially one who's not mobile and isn't taking those dastardly hits mm-hmm. um, behind the line. So, Matty Ice, I think, and he should have, as we talked about a little bit in the last episode, mm-hmm. his core group still in mm-hmm. place. Absolutely, he should. Freeman sounds like he's gone, which is fine yeah. uh, we kind of understood that was a reality mm-hmm. um they should hopefully draft somebody a little higher you would hopefully think. somebody with pass catching skills uh, not that freeman didn't have that but he was really good mm-hmm. at that so mm-hmm. they need to replace it um but julio is going to be there calvin ridley is going to be there another mm-hmm. year yeah you know he's going into his third year so you should really see an uptick fingers crossed austin hooper's still there that's right uh and i'm not just saying that because i drafted him in my startup <laughs> league just now because there are other landing spots that could be great for him and all that mm-hmm. but keeping that offense i together Intact. yes i think that's super important for it these is. guys um, so he should be good mm-hmm. all right and then we'll round out the top 12 here with tom brady how still top 12 fuck how the fuck is Tom Brady still a top 12 fantasy I quarterback? I don't know. I don't it get sure it. sure hell didn't feel like it. Two <sighs> top five finishes and five top 12 finishes. I just, I, I, I don't That's understand. Good. That's good. Well, I mean, hey, look, if you drafted him wherever he was taken, uh, I'm sure it was late. And, and I can look it up, but I'm sure that will be proven. Actually, fuck, no. People, people were drafting him high last year. Again, name recognition. Weird. He passed for over 4,000 yards. He still had a very efficient season, 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Although I feel like um, he had three rushing touchdowns this year, which probably (laughs) boosted his stats a little bit. Sure. I mean, because when you get into this range, you know, that that 10 to like 15, 16 range for quarterbacks, it's a Mm -hmm. a fairly compressed statistically. Yeah. So you're looking at maybe 20 points between number uh, 11 and number 17. Right. Which is... that's that's fully true. Three points a game? Two points a game? I mean... So maybe this looks a little better, you know. But let's just... The next guy down the list is Jared Goff. Obviously... Jared Goff won you more games than Tom Brady won you. I don't mm-hmm. think Tom Brady was winning anybody many games mm-hmm. this year if you had him on your roster. Like, you didn't you probably didn't hate it, uh, you know, because you just slotted him in there. Like, well, I'll take my 
points, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe, <laughs> especially if he leans in for a touchdown. Um, but he did crack 4,000 yards, which I actually thought was impressive. It him. is. It is. Because it sure did feel like watching him this season that that – he was going to do that. Well, I, I mean, to be fair, it did take him 819 passes to get to that number, mm-hmm. or so it seemed. Um, but yeah, I guess way to go, Tom. But get the fuck out of here. I don't want to see your your name or your face and here again next year. with him. We don't know what's going to happen. He's right. a free agent. Is he going to stay with New England? Is he going to test the waters, go somewhere else? Could be a new offensive scheme for him to learn. Yeah. A lot of question marks there. He's been steadily declining every single year for like the past like four years. I mean, forever. He was in that top five consideration every single year, just consistent. Top five, top five, top five. And now the last three, four years, he's been slowly dropping to the lower end of that QB1 range. Not out of it, but also just retire. Because wouldn't it be fitting TB12 finishes as the 12th quarterback and then you ride into the sunset Tom. Uh, let somebody else have a turn at the wheel we could hope we, we could hope can and we'll be disappointed i'm sure um, those were the top 12 mm-hmm. guys but do you want to talk a little bit about some of the guys that fell just outside and what some of the more interesting names were yeah let's do that let's let's pick a few here all right i i would love to lead off here go for it because this guy we're talking about aging QBs, not looking the part, uh, you know, kind of kind of having a down tick in production and all that. Ryan Fitzpatrick says, "Fuck all you guys. I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride in on a stallion that is on fire, uh, and I'm gonna throw like a beast." So Fitzpatrick officially took over for the Dolphins in Week Six. From that point forward, he was the QB2. Which is bonkers. The QB2, just barely underneath Lamar. Well, not barely. There's still a big gap between him and Lamar. But the QB2. Holy shit. Ryan Fitzpatrick still has it. And what's crazy about Ryan Fitzpatrick is he's still going to play next year. Supposedly, Dolphins Mm -hmm. are riding with him next year. Uh, And... I kind of want to see that go down. Oh, it's going to be a fun ride. Year, I think he's going to crush. He very well could. He could could have another top ten finish. Uh, Preston Williams back healthy in mm-hmm. another year in the system. Devontae Parker really came on. Maybe they'll have a running back. Maybe it does. Gusecki they don't even need him. Was coming on at the end of the season, True. so True. maybe he's going to take that third year leap for tight end. Yeah. And their defense <laughs> Just, is going to be bad, so you know they're going to have to be throwing the ball and playing mm-hmm. from behind a lot. So, that's right. yeah, chances are very good that he could have a very good season again this year. I'm telling you right now, if if I'm in a redraft league and I really want to punt the QB position, that's who I'm punting to. Because you can probably just get him in the last round you can load up on every other mm-hmm. thing and you can just take him in the last round and say fuck it i guess you, i'll start right you very well could and you'll probably win a whole bunch of games that's right so uh first person i want to talk about here is matt stafford mm. up until he got injured in week nine so through the first eight weeks he was the qb6 he was having a phenomenal season. And we all so thought going in. Yeah, we, we all thought going in that this was going to be a run heavy offense, Matt Patricia, the kind of New England style. And it wasn't like that at all. He had in the games he played, so eight games, 
four of those, 50% were top five finishes. And he had five top 12 finishes in eight games. He He was was, on fire. He was having a great, great season until he got hurt. There's no reason to think that this is going to change next year. I don't think that it possibly could because mm-hmm. all the core guys are still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Galladay is going to be there. Arvin Jones is going to be there. Um, they did have a couple of younger guys that somewhat stepped yeah. up in Marvin Carry Jones' absence. was injured for a good chunk of the season, so yep. he should be back. But Hawkinson in year two should mm-hmm. be big. Yes, yes. That should be huge for them. So, But the guy was on pace for 5,000 yards. Yeah, he was balling out. Those eight games. I, I mean, shit. I don't see any reason why he's not in consideration for a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, I could get year. it. I don't know that you'll see that reflected in ADP, I but I think not, it should be. Because he'd be a great late-round target this next year. Absolutely. I am on board. I am also on board with this guy as a late-round target. Uh, it's all going to be situational dependent, mm-hmm. so a little bit. But Ryan Tannehill, when he became the starter week six, from then on, he was the quarterback three. Uh of his games for top 12 finishes. In that offense, that seems really impressive. Mm -hmm. More so than a lot of these, because, A, he's not a mobile quarterback, so it's not even that that was bailing him out. Um, But with the Titans and that old-school pound-em offense, he was just Mm hyper-efficient, I guess. So that that could count against him in a lot of folks' books for next year because he was so efficient, Mm -hmm. I guess. But I, I'm all on him as a late-round guy. There's a couple of really interesting landing spots. I would love to see him go to the Chargers, quite frankly, and take over for Phillip Rivers. Oh, with, with those weapons there, that would be a nice fit, I feel like. That would be terrific. Um, honestly, there's no shortage, really, of places that I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be okay <laughs> with him playing. Other um, than the Jets? Get away from Adam Gase? Yeah. No, you let Darnold go down with that ship it's good character building for a young man yeah there you uh, go that's what we'll call it but don't go to the don't go to the dolphins because we have to let fitzpatrick right off into the sunset but the colts would be great if they didn't want to keep mm-hmm. reset if they mm-hmm. didn't feel that he was the guy there um it would be interesting if uh if the cowboys moved on from deck and they decided hey we're gonna go a little cheaper we're gonna let you right. move stick this guy in there i don't know anyways there's there's only a couple of spots that he could even go mm-hmm. to that I would hate for him. If he goes to the Patriots, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that. But mm-hmm. I like him. All right. Next one I want to talk about here quickly is Daniel Jones. I'm not quite sure what to, to think of him. I don't know if he's going to take a big step this next year. Again, new offense, new coaching staff. It's going to be time to adjust again. I know he's a rookie last year, but he did flash. He yep. had four top five finishes, which is, I think, really good for a rookie. Hell yeah. And considering that offense, their wide receivers were injured he a lot of times. season. <laughs> Ingram was injured for some time. Saquon was injured for some time. Mm-hmm. So all that considered, he did flash, but the rest of the time he was just hot putrid garbage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was not pretty... I, I just don't know where to place him moving forward. And I know it's super early in the offseason. Mm-hmm. If I had to make a guess, maybe on that fringe 12 to 15 range, assuming their offense kind of stays healthy and 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 it kind of clicks in year one. But yeah. I don't know. It's it's intriguing. He's, he's very young, uh, but it looks like he could be a good um, fantasy asset moving forward. Yeah, and I think he kind of... Well, he got so much shit out of the draft. 
because of where the Giants drafted him. Mm-hmm. It was of no fault of his own, really. No. He was considered a, a top-tier quarterback. It's just not that <laughs> top, yes. according to them. There's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that people felt should have gone ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, again, no fault of his own. He... I think you're right in that just more time with his guys healthy <laughs> should be enough. Like you get this, you get Saquon out there full time. You get Evan Ingram out there full time. Mm-hmm. Seems like a tough ask now, though, a little bit. It's starting to get to that point. Um, yeah, that's that's nerve wracking. But regardless, um, and Golden Tate just came over there and was expected to step in randomly. You know, out of the blue. And it's like, give those guys some time to gel and you can see something different. So I don't know if he'll be a top 15 guy, but I kind of hope that he is because that would be fun. Um, I want to talk about something that's that's no longer fun. Okay. And that's Drew Brees. Um, it's no longer fun because he just wrecked his streak of finishing as a top 12 quarterback every single year he's been in the league. Every single year. That was 20, 2004 mm-hmm. that he came into the league. He was a top 12 guy. And he's been damn impressive. Holy shit. Um, the injuries, obviously, this year mm-hmm. kept him out of that. There's been Otherwise a lot of he talk. Have been. Totally. There's been a lot of talk about his decline because he's getting up there. And he doesn't have quite the cannon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't remember that ever really being his gig, though. Just, I'm going to launch it downfield. Like, yes, he could do that. That wasn't his calling card. But in any case, from week on, when he came back from the injury, mm-hmm. uh, officially, he was the QB4 down that stretch again. And he did it with just one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. The wide receiver. The Michael wide receiver Thomas. one. But um, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers not having a guy outside of his top mm-hmm. option. That's pretty close to the situation. Jared Cook, obviously. He came on towards the end of the season there. Look good. Look good. Mm-hmm. He should be back there. Should be. I, I would expect next but year. But is Breeze going to be back? That's the question. I don't think so. We talked about this a little bit last episode. I don't think so. Yeah, that'll be that'll be one of the big big stories to watch this offseason. What is yeah. where is he gonna go? Is he gonna come back? We'll I see. Know. I don't know. But God damn it, if he comes mm-hmm. back to the Saints, I will be hard-pressed not to draft him next year. Yeah. Because he should go late. He should. All right. And then one last one here before we uh, sign off. Baker, what are we doing with him? <laughs> I don't know. Because you, you have in this spreadsheet right now, Baker question mark, which is as much as you need. Because I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That, I think that's the most fair assessment it's like we yep. don't know yep. a new offense as we've talked about with a couple of these other quarterbacks new offense this year new head mm-hmm. coach yeah hopefully a better scheme than what freddie kitchens had they've got by default it has to be right they've got all the talent in the world on that offense they really do if they invest in their offensive line a little bit more mm-hmm. that's recurring theme here yes. for a lot of these quarterbacks you can't rely entirely on the quarterback to bail you out of every situation no. and baker did not and i think last year they had too much hubris mm-hmm. they were all full of themselves mm-hmm. they thought they were going to be the cat's pajamas and it blew right up in their face so i think this last season was pretty humbling for baker i feel like he's and gonna, hopefully for odell yeah, as well they're going to come back kind of nose to the grindstone you know work hard not take things for granted and and i can only imagine he's going to finish better this next year it can't be as bad as it was this year yeah he ended up quarterback 19 um 
So where you drafted him, that's bad. Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's terrible. Awful. It really hurt a, your team. He was a top five quarterback mm-hmm. taken this year and did not play like it at all. Um, not even close. <laughs> not even a little bit. And I'm not trying to pile on, uh, but yeah, God, you, you would think it it can only go up mm-hmm. and consistently. So like he's a good dynasty by low. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. All right. We talked to QBs. Yeah, we wrapped it up nicely. Look at us with a bow on it. That's right. So next week we'll come back with the running backs. That's same, right. same discussion we had this week, more or less. Yep. Uh, do a little recap. So that'll be fun. It will be fun. I like talking running backs mm-hmm. because there's so much fluctuation year over year. So there we'll get is. into that. Yep. Uh, it should be a good time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing due diligence here if I didn't plug the podcast saying give us a rate and review on on uh, apple podcast please it helps others find us which we want to spread the joy of the podcast yeah stop trying to hoard us you got aim hoarders that's right uh, you can find the podcast at drinking fantasy on twitter hit us up with dms any questions drunk trade submissions mm-hmm. uh, if you want to send us some beer mail we're all about that we will review your beer on an episode for you yeah, we'll so give you we'll, a shout-out, obviously, that's not right. only your beer. That's right. But your beer does take top seating. Of course. Remember that. Of course. <laughs> and you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. And you can find me at Jake Trowbridge. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers. Woo!